Welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. I'm Joey Pizzolatto, editor of Auto Finance News, and joining me today, as always, is Amanda Harris, associate editor. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending January 15, 2021. I want to thank Auto Finance News' advertisers, State National, Voice Ops, Strook, Strook, and Lavon, Market Scan, and Remitter for their continued support. Last week, the country prepared for tomorrow's inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden, which is not already without turmoil. Two people were arrested on separate occasions trying to enter the Capitol campus. One woman posed as a law enforcement official, and another man tried to enter the inauguration checkpoint with a gun and 500 rounds of ammunition. On the labor front, Initial jobs claim, jobless claims continue to increase, reaching near 1 million new claims as coronavirus cases continue again to increase. Finally, uh, Joe Biden began to announce policy that is shaping up to have lasting or immediate effects on the auto finance industry. His $1.9 trillion stimulus plan, for one, will put an additional $1,400 in the hands of consumers, which should be a good sign in the, in the immediate. The initial $1,200 relief last spring was, has largely been credited with propping up both credit performance and ushering in sales increases. However, Biden also named Rohit Chopra, I hope I said that right, who played a key role in the, as, as, um, director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Um, Chopra played a key role in, um, the Bureau's creation alongside uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and legal experts agreed that the move most likely signals a return to Cordray-era enforcement policies, an approach that the Trump administration has diverted from. In auto finance, earnings season, my favorite time of year, is also underway. Amanda, I believe you covered Wells Fargo. What was the takeaway from that? Sure. Um, So... The kind of the most interesting thing, I'll start there, then I'll kind of go into a little bit of a recap of their actual earnings. Um, They did announce that they are trying to increase the automation of their loan approval process. So we know lenders are kind of trying to invest more in technology, especially as more customers buy cars online and and look for cars online. So Wells is no exception. Um, So they did want to, they have a goal of increasing automation to about 70% of their process to be automated um, by 2022. And to put that in perspective, they're about 59% um, in 2020. So that was pretty interesting that they did call out that particular investment that they're going to be doing with a certain goal. Um, for their, you know, just t- typical earnings, um, they did see a decrease in originations. Uh, most of our auto did, so specifically auto originations, came in at about $5.3 billion. It's down about 22% from this time last year. Um, not really not out of the realm of what's to be expected coming out of the pandemic and everything. Everybody's still kind of catching up, um, but it is down about 22%. And they did also see um, a slight, just a very slight increase in um, their outstandings to $48.2 billion. It's almost in line with where it was last year. So their outstandings are, are fairly straightforward, pretty in line with where they normally would be. It's just the originations are down, and that's most likely probably at least part due to the pandemic. Kind of well, yeah, and we know um, that they, they took a big step back um, in terms of uh, tightening their credit box, um, stepping away from independent dealers. 
So I would imagine the automation um, move is is to help kind of supplement that. Um, you know, if they can auto decision, I mean, auto decision has been around forever, but if the whole process can be automated, you know, that's less manpower, um, higher higher conversion rate, I would assume, is the goal. Um, so that might help, um, you know, help increase their their volumes even even as they kind of take you know, step back or, you know, as, as things start to improve, um, you know, maybe get a little bit more aggressive in the space. So, so it'll be interesting to see, um, what the second quarter brings on, on the heels of, you know, everything that's been going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we also got some news on electric vehicle manufacturer Rivian's interest into auto finance. I've personally been chasing this story, uh, since, um, Amazon made its initial $700 million investment in the company. I believe it was way back in 2019, early 2019, uh, maybe March, if memory serves me right. Um, you know, it's always my number one question when we, when you see these new OEMs, especially uh, these EV manufacturers um, enter the market is, you know, how are consumers going to finance these purchases, especially considering the ticket price on these cars is, you know, going up, up and up. Less people are going to be able to buy that out of pocket, so finance becomes all that more important. Um, so, you know, now, finally, uh, we know that Chase Auto will be providing private label financing for um, the company. So, you know, Amanda, what, what else do we know about the program? I know there's not, not a whole lot of information out there just, just yet. It's fledgling, but, um, you know, we do have some details. Sure. So essentially, Chase Auto will be partnering with Rivian um, and how it works is very digitally focused. Um, as again, we're seeing that's kind of the route a lot of auto lenders are taking. Um, so this partnership basically allows them to have customers apply for, you know, financing uh, via Rivia's website, Rivian.com. Um, so and then customers, when they do the application, they can kind of structure their financing. They can receive a decision, you know, in minutes, um, according to that to the details that we have so far. Um, it does also support e-signs. So, you know, those customers will also be signing those, you know, documents electronically, which is another big trend that we're seeing, especially with the pandemic. Um, so they'll allow them to basically, you know, apply online, complete the paperwork online, um, and then they can go through that process. They can also, according to what we have so far, um, you know, make their payments possibly digitally as well. Um, so it just gives them another avenue um, between, you know, Rivian and Chase Auto to obviously sell these cars online, another avenue for them to finance these vehicles, um, and obviously with a big focus on electric vehicles. Um, we've we've seen other, you know, kind of companies partner with Rivian to break into, you know, at least in part to break into the electric vehicle market. And even though things have kind of slowed down in that market a little bit, obviously the whole pandemic really kind of, shifted everybody's focus to let's just survive and, you know, do the normal. Um, but there is a lot of talk that electric vehicles are still, you know, going to be coming. It's just a matter of when and how soon, um, but they are going to be coming to market um, and they will be the next kind of big thing from what I'm hearing. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's really evident in um, if you look at, you know, the equities market as well as, you know, OEMs investment um, uh, general motors for one has, has been, constantly doubling down on their on their electric vehicle investment trying to um you know compete for two for that matter trying to compete with the likes of tesla i mean we've seen at least three electric vehicle manufacturers enter the equities market through you know either an ipo or um a spac or reverse ipo depending on what you want to call it 
Um, and those stocks, their valuations have, have really gone up. I mean, just like at Tesla, it's in, absolutely insane. Um, so there, there is, there is an appetite for it. Um, you know, one thing that we always talk about is, you know, consumer adoption, right? Electric vehicles are less than 2% of the whole market. So, so that is the number one roadblock, getting consumers to sign on to these big ticket cars, as well as, um, you know, infrastructure, charging infrastructure that, that goes beyond urban areas. That's another roadblock. Um, you know, Ford, for one, has made huge investments in creating a, a nationwide uh, infrastructure to help promote their EV um, EV push. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, all, as all these pieces kind of fall into place, um, you know, what, what happens to, to the auto finance market and, and how, how it's shaken up by the EV. So we'll definitely keep an eye out for that, I'm sure, you and I. I think one thing we also want to note with this, too, just as far as, um, you know, how we could start seeing them is there was a change in administration at the very top. We're having a new president come in. And we know that this administration might be a little bit more amicable to anything related to, you know, climate and climate change and trying to limit, you know, all the things that that all the experts talk about um, when it comes to climate change. And EVs is definitely one of the things that's always been talked about as you know, maybe an alternative to a typical gas-powered vehicle with, you know, that in mind. So we could just see this come up a little bit more, maybe push a little bit more given that focus. So we'll see. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I mean, if you look back, um, I don't, last, I don't know, couple of years, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, um, you know, uh, tax tax credits on electric vehicle purchases, um, they, they really pushed forward um, on vehicle sales in consumer adoption, right? Consumers can pocket some some extra money for for buying a um, an EV rather than a, a traditional combustion engine. Um, so if the the Biden administration um, you know takes that up again, um, you know it is possible we see um, you know at least a little bump in in EV sales. So yeah, again we will be uh, watching that. Um, finally, our top third top story, I, I don't know if I would rank them um, in any particular order, but one of our top stories from last week um, was that the outgoing Illinois state legislator also passed a bill that would limit all-in interest rates on auto loans, including other loans, but auto loans for our readers' purposes, to 36%, uh, which will likely serve as a roadblock for smaller lenders and dealers' ability to tack on ancillary products, according to the president of the Illinois Automobile Dealers Association. Uh, big news. It was kind of a surprise, um, but not really unusual. You know, um, it's not not unusual at all for outgoing, um, you know, assemblies or legislators to pass last minute bills um, as as their terms or the session is up. Um, but the bill could signal increasing trends across the country to enact legislation more favor, favorable to consumer protections. Um, again, echoed by um, Biden's uh, nomination for new head of the CFPB. Um, so one thing that we will continue to keep a close, close eye on uh, as the year continues, especially in the first 100 days as we see new policy rolled out from the administration. Um, so that's it for, for this last week. Um, Amanda, what do we have for this week? So it is earnings season again, our favorite time. <laughs> um, no, it is one of our favorite times because 
is when we learn a lot um, about companies, so it's great. Um, so we do have earnings coming up. The big ones, uh, you know, that we'll be covering, you know, this week and, and early next week will be uh, Bank of America is coming up, um, Ally Financial, uh, PNC Financial Services will will have um, those as well. Uh, Truist as well will have those. So it'll be earnings, 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 and then um, you know some other exciting things are in the work too. So once we get through earnings season, um, we do have lots of of other interesting kind of tidbits about the industry coming up. So it's gonna be fun. Great. Well, thanks, Amanda. Um, and thank you all for joining us. Uh, we want to hear from you. Write the roadmap on whatever platform you use to listen. Uh, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn, and um, we will see you here next week. I know last week I said we, we were going to be back on our usual time, but I forgot about the holiday. But I don't think there's a holiday next week. So we should be good to, to return to Monday. Um, but we will see you here next time and online at autofinancenews.net. Thanks.